You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Check that out today. If you love this show, you can support the show at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's still the best way to support the show on a monthly basis for as little as $5 a month, you can help out the show as an individual sponsor. And if you're on the run and too busy to watch the show, you can still download it in podcast format, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show is where you're going to go to download the podcast courtesy of magical producer Trevor. All right, you guys, good morning. Happy Friday, July 28th. 2023 my god Woo! what a day what a day i'm busy 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 boy uh shout out to lauren eve appreciate you hon she cut the interview i just did no more than 20 minutes ago with wendy bell on her radio program and lauren eve has cut it and i think i'm gonna have it today to play for you guys and you certainly can check it out um on her program her website's on the uh will be on the video but I'm going to upload that right now. Lauren just gave it to me. Thank you, Lauren, for doing that such short notice. That's a really cool thing. It was a fun little seven-minute interview. It was a lot of fun. She was super complimentary, and uh, I'll play that for you guys here in a little bit. We'll put that into today's show. Why not? Why not? So uh, interesting times right now. President Donald J. Trump fucking freight train, which is the MAGA train. Uh, we are bodying everybody and everything that stands in our way right now. Um, it is something to behold. The Republican, uh, you know, opposition, whether it's DeSantis or the Ramahashama Wama, whatever the hell you say his name, or whether it's fat ass Chris Christie, nobody is is even slowing Trump down at this point. Uh, any indictment is going to lead to higher polling. Any indictment talk is going to lead to higher polling. They have got themselves in a real, real pickle right now because. The more they ask the candidates about their opinion on Donald Trump's legal uh, issue, the more the candidates find themselves totally trapped. If you agree with the deep state and you give a milk toast weak answer, your voters abandon you. If you agree with Trump and give a concise, honest answer, voters agree with you and then go support Trump. They are screwed. It is a really, really hard question to circumvent if you're opposing Donald J. Trump right now because the only way to answer it if you do it honestly and maintain your integrity and maintain your popularity is to support him. But by doing so, you indirectly tell people just go vote for Trump, even if it's not what you want. And it's an incredible thing to watch, and I'm going to show you how not to answer the question because Rod DeSantis tried to answer the question by uh, from Megyn Kelly and totally fucked up the answer because that's what Rod does. So Trump is a runaway freight train right now. DeSantis now polling in third place in Ohio behind Ramashama Wingdong. And uh, that is a real problem for them. They're having a hell of a time. Uh, we've got Ken Cuccinelli interview with Matt Gates yesterday. Cuccinelli, who heads the 
uh, super PAC never back down for DeSantis got absolutely fucking bodied on Newsmax by Matt Gates. Horrendous interview, horribly done by, by Cuccinelli. These people are amateurs and they are showing their ass every single day. It's really, really pretty funny. And that was all before we get to the fact that fucking Rod DeSwinger might got some little something, something going on. Yours truly made a joke yesterday involving uh, sexy time bullshit, and I did not realize how over the target that joke was going to end up being. Turns out that many of DeSantis's uh, supporters and mega donors are, well, what appears to be happy little swingers from South Florida. And that is a bad, bad thing uh, when you're trying to win over evangelicals in Iowa. Shout out to my good friend, Laura Loomer, who called me last night as she was posting the evidence. Her uh, and myself and Randy were laughing hysterically as we went through the evidence while she was posting it in real time. It was, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen in, in real time. We were absolutely dying. So... Uh, Quite funny. So we're going to talk about that on today's show as well. Plus, we've got to talk about the fallout from this incredible meme from the meme team. Uh, this thing is going around the planet. Uh, pretty much everybody who is honest, who's int intellectually honest, is stating the obvious. This is the greatest political ad in modern times. That is what is being said. That's not hyperbole. That's not rhetoric. This is flat out what all of these old school GOP People are saying this is the most effective ad they have seen, a political ad they have seen in decades, if not ever. And that's really uh, something, you know, it's a testament to the meme team and Lauren Eve and Bad Karma and MAGA Devil Dog uh, because that is their, that's their baby. They pulled that thing together. The entire team obviously has worked on projects, uh, you know, to get us to this point, but that's the kind of the, the word around town. That's what was being said. This is the greatest political ad of all time. And it was a meme. It's just a meme. <laughs> we, we do memes. So really fun stuff. I'm going to talk about that on today's show. It should be a lot of fun. It's a Friday Q&A after all. So we should have a blast. All right. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? I'm scrambling, dude. I'm scrambling. I was, I was fucking busy as absolute balls this morning. What do you guys think? You guys want to hear the interview real quick? It's about seven minutes long. It's the interview I just did this morning. You guys, would you guys, you guys want to start with that? I just did this thing like I did it at uh, 11.35 my time. So literally it just got done. Went on with the Wendy Bell radio program. And uh, you guys want to play that first? You want to open with that? I know a lot of you guys were, were interested. Is Randy in the chat? Because she's going to be pissed at me because she wanted to hear this. So if she doesn't get to hear it live, she might be like, why'd you, why'd you play it already? Put out an APB. See if Randy. I don't. She's not home. She she's running the kid to the store. They're doing doing stuff. Let's see. Radio interview. I'll I'll text her. Interview playing now on the show. If you if you were interested, we'll give her like twenty seconds and we'll play it. I said, show is waiting for you to respond. <laughs> Got to make sure the wife gets to listen to it. I know. I mean, she could play it later, but... Okay, she sent me a thumbs up. So I'm assuming she means go ahead and play it. 
All right, so we'll play it then. You guys want to hear it? All right. All right, we'll do it. We'll play it right now. Hold on, let me see what we got here. This is the this is the Wendy Bell radio show, and uh, her she reached out to me directly yesterday. She was trying to figure out who made this thing, and then that's kind of where our conversation picks up right at that point. But uh, thank you, Lorne, for grabbing this so quickly. You're the best. Here we go. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell radio program. I'm so delighted to have this gentleman on the line. All right, so earlier this week, we played for you Paul Harvey's 1965, If I Were the Devil. And then we played for you the awesome video, If I Were the Deep State. It was so amazing. Brock and I agree. One of the finest, finest videos we have seen that speak to the values of folks who are paying attention and who love America. And we tracked down the guy who did it. His name is Brendan Dilly. He's the host of The Dilly Show. Brendan, I'm so excited to have you on, my man. You rock. Thank you so much, Wendy. I really appreciate the kind words. And actually, I got to correct you. I, I can't take credit because that's that is that content, that mm-hmm. video is a product of uh, three people who are on my team. <sighs> Lauren, Lauren Eve, uh, Maga Devil Dog, and Bad Karma. These are people, these are anonymous uh, people that, that this is what we do. We create content, um, you know, essentially uh, to try and, and help President Donald J. Trump get reelected, but also trying to affect and uh, impact the culture here in America to try and restore it to some semblance of what it once was. It's amazing. I think the video is short of two minutes. How long does it take to put something like that together? Um, Well, we've refined our craft for years and years and years. We had to overcome quite a bit of adversity. What you're hearing in that video and seeing is uh, original music that was scored by MAGA Devil Dog. You've got the Paul Harvey voiceover, which was done training an uh an ai bot essentially and then having bad karma read the script and then the visuals were all courtesy of lauren eve putting it together and and, uh it takes several hours for each member um and that's after we've we've programmed and trained a lot of ai for the voiceover work we also have done a lot of the you've seen a lot of the ron DeSantis as the uh characters michael from the office that's also my team that does those and you know it takes about 500 hours to train ai to do that what? This is yeah. so wild. Now, you, you talk about pushback. Um, tell me about that. Oh, they're very upset with us. I think one of the things that's really people are having a hard time wrapping their mind around is we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we were all allowed back on Twitter once Elon Musk took over. And, uh, you know, so in a lot of ways, people go, oh, my gosh, who are these people? They came out of nowhere. But, I mean, we've all existed in the public sphere for, for quite some time, but we took a three-year hiatus to hone our craft because we frankly didn't have an option. So uh, mm-hmm. while we were doing that, you know, I think people didn't realize what we were working on and creating and, and our team was kind of getting better and better at what they do. And when we returned to social media around December, January of this year, really, um, we've taken it by storm. And and uh, the blowback has been comical. I mean, I've been canceled more times than I can count. Uh, my career in, in the public, uh, you know, out in the public has been for over a decade and my team's accustomed to getting attacked. Um, you know, Soul Memes, who's one of the members of my team, did a video in 20, uh, 2018, I believe, when President Trump visited India. It might have been 2019, but when he visited India, she had a meme that did uh, almost a billion plays globally and was played on every channel in India prior to President Trump's um, arrival. So we're, we're not... Uh, we're, we're not strangers to the public eye and blowback and, and a lot of the, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Do you get feedback from people like Donald Trump? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we get quite a bit of feedback. Uh, President Trump, we actually won a contest uh, on Joe Biden's uh, State of the Union address February 7th of this year. Uh, Team Trump kind of had a contest with different memers about who could do the best, uh, you know, correction, sort of a, a blowback, sort of uh, discussion. Yeah. Right. Uh, to Joe Biden's speech. And we dominated that thing. I think we did something like 30 original videos that night alone. <sighs> And uh, we received signed hats for every member of the team. It was 28 hats total. And then I got a special letter from the president just thanking me for my efforts that night. That's so badass. I love this. Now, you have your own show. Tell me about it, because I'd love folks to, to be able to pop over and, and see you. Yeah, I did the Dilly Show, and I've done it for about five years now. And in my background prior to politics was a self-help author. I wrote a book called Still Breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. And uh, and then I kind of found myself in politics around 2017, 2018, like most people yeah. couldn't avoid it. And the show is really, uh, you know, it's Rush Limbaugh's politics with Andrew Dice Clay's comedy. So it's not going to be something <laughs> for everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm not that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm not a, a, I guess what you would classify as a traditional Republican. I definitely have those values, but I am hev heavily geared towards comedy entertainment, self-development, <coughs> faith. Uh, we just do a little bit of everything. It's a lot of fun. I absolutely adore this. Where are you based out of? Uh, I'm in North Georgia now. I actually was in Arizona for a number of years. and I relocated to Georgia last summer, and uh, we're in the mountains. I love it. Give me your crystal ball. Look into that, into that crystal ball and tell me what you see coming in, in the months and in the year ahead. It's going to be gnarly, and some, they're going to try to drop something on us to force everybody to stay home and be afraid again. But what do you, what do you see? Um, I think that everything, you know, everything kind of is cyclical, Wendy. And I think that right now what we're facing is, is that we're looking at a very, very uh, old, and I mean that, a very old, evil class of people that are aging out. Um, I think they're having a really hard time operating right now, whether it's uh, Joe Biden or whether it's Mitch McConnell. Uh, I think these people are having, I mean, it, there's not a lot of talent coming up in that uniparty ranks that is is replacing these people and so therefore it's a war of attrition i don't i believe that we're going to have a massive victory i think they're going to continue to try and uh demoralize trump supporters and republicans with these ridiculous indictments i don't think it's going to work i think the public's sufficiently pissed off and uh and it's not just republicans republicans are going to vote trump anyway what's happening now is we're looking at him polling with independent mm -hmm. voters and democrat moderate democrats mm -hmm. higher than he ever has yep not and to mention think, the black voters. I believe, honestly, mm -hmm. Wendy, I think by this time next summer, if we continue to hammer home this message from a cultural standpoint rather than just a political one, by next summer, the momentum and the polling is going to be so like massive in Trump's favor. Uh, I really believe that we could have something special happening in 2024. I think we already do, brother. And it's such an honor to meet you, Brendan Dilly, The Dilly Show. And I hope you'll come back. I hope you bounce over sometime because you got my cell. Let me know when you've got something you want to drop. Let me help you push it out. And uh, thank you for what you do. It's a great honor to meet you and your team. You are so talented and so appreciated. We just enjoyed every second of those hours and hours of hard work. Thank you so much, Wendy. I really appreciate it. I definitely will be coming back. This has been a great conversation. I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless. All Talk right. to you later. So that's how that went. So thank you. Shout out to Wendy Bell. I thought that was a lot of fun. She was super nice. Um, I think that she was extremely complimentary of the show and obviously of me, but I, you know, that was, that meme is not me. That's all.
that is all uh, the meme team. So I thought it was really cool. You know, she made it a point, uh, I think, to she get asked good questions, but she also was just really gracious and seemed to be pretty excited. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe she's like that in all of her interviews, but she seemed genuinely excited uh, to talk about what we've got going on. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, just, we just do what we do, right? We just do what we do. Yeah, I don't know. That was cool. Thanks, guys. Although the chat is a little... You guys are... What are you, what are you guys talking about over there? You got to... Uh, I don't know. Okay. Let's see. I see your comments, chat. That's, that's not appropriate. I don't think that... That was professional. Yeah, that was professional. You guys are ridiculous. She's not... That was professional. Thank you. Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you. The wife is giving me the, the big, the great interview thumbs up. I appreciate that, honey. I thought it was fun, right? I thought it was a good, good conversation. I wanted to play it for you guys. And I thought it was neat because she, she um, obviously she was excited. I think anytime you get to be interviewed by somebody who presents themselves as a fan of your work, it, it's fun because you're immediately like kind of into a, into a flow, right? So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. You're inappropriate, chat. We are staying. You, you are. She was a lovely woman, and uh, I thought that was cool. So, uh, yeah, that's how I started my day. And then guess what? You guys are going to love this. We're ending the day after this broadcast. I'm on with uh, the Steak for Breakfast podcast. That's what we're doing next. Um, I did an interview with the Epoch Times yesterday that went phenomenally well. It went so well that he said, I'm not going to write this right away. I think we need more conversations, and this might be a bigger expose. I said, okay. So I'm supposed to talk to him again during the summer. So that interview will be probably published in a print form towards the end of summer, probably September is what he told me. Um, and then we got Monday. I've got an interview, and I don't want to fuck this up. I got another interview. And we're doing, uh, let's see, we're going to be represented. And this was, guy was super, just really, really nice. Um, hold on. Here we go. What's his, his, he was a gentleman. He was a total gentleman. Uh, it was Joe from the Intellectual Frog Legs uh, show. So Joe Dan from the Intellectual Frog Legs show. And apparently it's a really big show. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. But, uh, yeah, I'm going on that broadcast on Monday. I believe they pre-record and then do something. They, they put it up. So it's a, that's a recorded interview. But, um, yeah, it's pretty. it should be good. should be very good. should be a lot of fun. But uh, we keep going. <laughs> what do you do? You just say yes to shit. You go, well, yeah, come on. Why not? Let's talk about it. What's next? Let's, uh, that works. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So that was exciting. Um. It's hard to keep up with things because um, my my workload is already uh, pretty overwhelming just with the Dilly Show. And then you layer in the, the Trump 2024 stuff that we do. Obviously, you know, no money involved, but it's, it's we're an important part of this campaign. And so you're like scrambling and then you add in our normal Dilly Show stuff. And then you add in, you know, the memers deciding like, hey, let's become global phenomenons. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, by the way, you're doing the interviews for us. I'm like, okay, spokesman for the Dilly Beam team. So I get to go out there and represent them, which is a blast. But it's it's hard to keep up. You're just like, who? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, uh, and, and lost in the shuffle is this. 
There is a fucking rally this weekend, and it's going to be awesome. It's in Erie, Pennsylvania. Donnie J. Trump, Erie, Pennsylvania, going to be lit. Now, we are getting into rally season, okay? It's going to be the rest of 2023, and then, woo, buddy, 2024. And if you're going to be in rally season, you must have something that you can identify yourself with amongst one another. And the best way to do that is with this brand new shirt, Dilly 300 Rally Gear. Now, let's talk about this real quick. I love this shirt. Trev did a killer design. He did this shirt, and uh, I was thrilled. So here's what he did. First, he put the uh, Uncle Sam you know, patriotic hat on my nugget on the front. Then he took that badass photo from South Carolina and turned it into a kind of a drawing cartoonish uh, design. And then we put the Dilly 300 rally gear on the back. Now, here's why I love these shirts. I love these shirts because one, I want you guys to be able to, to have a comfortable uh, t-shirt. Obviously, these are gonna be next level white crispy tees. The women's is gonna be a V-neck as I showed yesterday and I'll show again right now. But what I wanted to highlight is we made them a comfortable color because I wanted you guys so that if you're out in the sun like we were in South Carolina, you're not melting in a black shirt. So this is part of why we picked this. This is a white t-shirt, comfortable, clean, crispy. Also, Randy pointed out, and I appreciate my wife reminding me of the simple things. In the event you come across somebody that you know, you're like, oh my God, I'm a big fan, whoever it is, you can grab a marker or a pen or whatever if you got a permanent marker and have them sign your shirt. So in the event you're rocking your Dilly 300 shirt, you've got that white and you can grab that and go, oh, will you please sign my, my uh, Dilly 300 shirt? And I just think it's a really cool concept. And that's why we went with the, the red, white, and blue shirt design. Um, very clean, very comfortable, cool, not super hot. And I hope you guys like these. These are available right now on the website, dillyshow.com. This is dillyshow.com. Please go get them, pick them up. This is a pure white. This is a white white. This is not an off white. It will be a white white um, shirt. And uh, we just thought it would be a really great way for you guys to identify one another in a crowd. They jump out, they pop out, and they're a lot of fun. So dillyshow.com. You guys have already ordered a lot of them. We have the ordering window. It's only open, I think, for another uh, 10 days, maybe, maybe less. Um, so that's what we're doing. So that's, that's what we're doing. So <laughs> what a world we're in, huh? That's a crazy time. It's a crazy time getting all kinds of, you know, it's just, it's, it's nuts. And it's so good. It's so positive. You know what I mean? It's just such a positive thing. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's overwhelming. And yesterday was a little bit of a rough day for me on this show. And I apologize for being kind of an asshole, I was bothered. I was, I was heavily bothered. Um, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, this is going to happen. People are weird. And uh, that happens. People are, are weird, and you can't make them all happy, even if your heart's in the right place. There's going to be times that people, for some fucking reason, get weird. And that's what happened yesterday before the show. And, uh, but it's, you know, I dealt with it. Kind of was like, all right, whatever. And, uh, I feel like I really appreciate it. I think my wife wrote a wonderful post about me on, on Twitter, and then many of you did the same thing, and I really appreciate your kind words and uh, support. And I, it's kind of weird because, like, during this time, and, and certainly this is a precursor, 
you know, this show ever goes outside of the walls of what we do, if we're ever allowed to to elevate to that next level of whatever that is, um, I'm going to have to lean heavily on the people who have been here since the beginning because I have a feeling that uh, we're going to be taking a lot of heat. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be taking a lot of heat, but that's part of, I think that's part of like what comes with expanding your circle and, and growing. So I appreciate all of you guys that kind of uh, rallied around me and my, my wife and around the show. And uh, we're, we're quick to say, hey, you know, that's, that's not cool. And I thought that was really neat. But, uh, but yeah. So now, I mean, it's strange. I told the meme team too. I go, you guys got to head on a swivel, lean onto one another. Only people you trust are inside these walls of this, of this group and your family. But that's it. Like, it just stays right here. Like, it's us and the uh, Dilly 300 versus the world along with Donnie J. Trump and just accept that and roll with it. And so that's kind of how we're, we're getting down. And, you know, sometimes you just react. I think it's shocking because you don't expect that. You know, that was, that was more of what happened for me. I was so stunned. I was like, what? I don't understand. I was like doing a good thing. And then something came out that made me really happy because there's always stuff that like, it's kind of makes you more chipper. You get, you get more happy. And a lot of times uh, where I draw my happy from is the meme team. So they do little stuff. They're like, hey, Dilly, we thought we'd cheer you up. For example, like, I'll show you, like, one. Like, they grabbed this. Wait, is, hold on. Is it? Yeah. Like, this one, for example. Like, you're feeling a little, like, nah, you're not really sure. And you don't know, you know, you're kind of, like, bummed. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. But then you think, like, dude, things could be worse. Like, you could be in this meme. <laughs> See, like, there's always a worse. There's a worse place you can be. That's way worse. Like, than someone saying something shitty. Yeah, well, it's way worse. Yeah. See. <laughs> See. See, you go, you know, like, it's cool. <laughs> like, like things could be way worse, you know? Or maybe, maybe you're on the campaign trail and you're, like, feeling a little sassy. Maybe you're feeling a little dissassy and you try to answer a question and then that doesn't go well either. I think it's, like, 200-plus pages, 200-plus, 200-plus... 200 plus, 200 plus, 200 plus. I think it's like 200 plus, 200 plus, 200 plus. 200 plus, 200 plus, 200 plus. Mike, you're an idiot. Never back down in corporate. Why are you like that, Mike? You're a jerk. Of this advertising. So mean. That's so mean. Just like, <laughs> why is it the stupidest shit that's the funniest by far? Oh, poor Ron DeSanti. Poor Ron DeSassi. De he had a rough one. Mike wasn't even done with him. He was like, let me just see how many different ways I can use the same video to make fun of the same asshole. Were there beneficial aspects to slavery? It's not what the curriculum says. What, what do you think? What the curriculum, no, no, it's not. And the curriculum is very clear. You have, I think it's like 200 plus pages of all kinds of stuff that you can't read that. Have you read it? 
So what's your opinion? Have you read it? What's you your? I'm you asking your opinion. But you haven't read it, so I'm just just making that clear. Making that clear. Rod Sassy! Have you read it? So what's your opinion? Have you read it? What's you your? I'm you asking your opinion. But you haven't read it, so I'm just just making that clear. He lived in his office like I lived in my office. And together we would take a shower in the basement. We had a daily meeting when we took showers in the basement. Am I allowed to say that? And that particular provision about the skills, that was in spite of slavery, not because of. The AP course has made that same point. Were there beneficial aspects to slavery? It's not what the curriculum says. The what do you think? What the curriculum? No, is there? No, it's not. The curriculum is very clear. She sucks dicks all the time. 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 Oh, Mike, that's not professional. Oh, Mike, these lyrics. Ah, welcome to all the new viewers who've never seen The Dilly Show. Uh, this is how we do it. And, uh, whoopsie. Don't, what, what? what uh, really? Mm-hmm. And another thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you read it? Have you read it? You have it, have you? Okay, just want to make that clear. Mm-mm. Ron DeSassy, don't play that. Yeah, okay. I got you, bud. Calm down, Ron. Calm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay, Rod. Yeah, calm down, dude. We get it. Okay, Governor. Governor, thank you. Governor, uh-uh, uh-uh. Have you read it? Hmm? Have you done the research? I have. You haven't done anything. Dude, why? Why is DeSantis a character from fucking In Living Color? You know what I mean? Why, Rod? Why are you a character? Dude, he tries to hide that shit. Can't help it. It creeps up on him. You know what I'm saying? The hand on the hips and the like, he's like trying to hide shit. Mm-hmm. Dude's just trying like hell to be like, straight white male, straight white male, conservative, straight white male. Totally straight. Totally straight. Let me take a sip. Oh, no. Get it back down there. Stop it, Ron. We're going to tape that finger down. It's like, dude, it's cool, bro. Whatever you're into, you're into. And clearly, we didn't realize you're into some shit. You're into some shit. All right? Allegedly. Obviously. I can't make that kind of an accusation definitively. I don't fucking know. But I can tell you, <laughs> all the signs are there that someone has been having a little bit too much fun. Laura Loomer, God bless you, honey. You are doing an incredible job. My goodness. She went a-digging yesterday. By the way, don't ever put yourself in the crosshairs of Laura Loomer because she's going to figure out your weird shit and then she's going to tell everybody about it, right? So your fucked up kinks are going to end up being Laura Loomer's next fucking story. Here's Rod DeSantis with Brooke Waltzer 
seen in the video above, uh, this photo was taken days ago at the two-day $87,000 Team Meatball Deer Valley, Utah donor retreat. So much for a campaign reboot. Okay, so you're thinking, what's the big deal? Dilly, so what? So some giant tittied blonde was at a thing for DeSantis. That doesn't seem necessarily nefarious. And you'd be right. You'd absolutely be right, except for there's a problem. That giant tittied blonde, who's a mega donor's wife, pictured here with Rod DeSantis, this is the closest I've actually ever seen him stand to a woman, uh, also uh, seems to have been a stripper at one point and not very long ago. So much for the whole I don't really know a lot about having sex with porn stars. Holier-than-thou bullshit, DeSantis said about Donald Trump. Please tell me again how DeSantis is such a family man. That's right. The videos I will not play because they are inappropriate. But I will tell you, this is not looking good. Meatball DeSantis' mega donors appear to be massive swingers. Now, Jesus, dude, this is so brutal. Um, she's posting about the Groove Cruise is a cruise that is marketed towards swingers and adult couples on their own website. Groove Cruise calls the cruise a DeSiris party. Yes, that's not a fucking joke. It's actually called a DeSiris party and it's on a swinger cruise. DeSantis donors photographed on the Groove Cruise and uh, oh my God, Laura, I cannot believe you got this. This is so bad. And it's the same woman who was recently taking pictures with DeSantis and his wife. Uh, here are the people in question who have given massive amounts of money to Team Meatball and the governor. He's real. These people seem to really know the DeSantises, and they are super swingers, um, hardcore, if you will, even. And they seem to have a very tight and special, unique relationship with Rod and his wife. Uh, Brooke worked at a place called, or used to look like, at a, worked at a place called, it's like a VIP cabaret or some shit. And she loves her some meatball. Mm. So does her husband, by the way, which is interesting. I'll get to that. If anyone wants to donate to the DeSantis campaign, you may donate at max 6,600 a person or 13,000 a couple. So this is all of her information uh, that she had, you know, obviously put out on the internet. Very creepy. And uh, and it actually gets worse. Um, hold on. This other photo is just one of the worst ones I think I saw. Where is it at? Let me see if I got it. I, I don't know. I tried to grab as many of these things as I could. Maybe that was all of them. Oh, I didn't grab the other one. Yeah, that's... Oh, wait. I did. Oh, my God. Okay. So... Here's your other DeSantis photo. This is so bad. These are all from her public Instagram page, by the way. So no doxing is occurring. She put all of her information out there. Uh, there is the lovely couples. And that is uh, Brooke uh, and her husband, who are mega donors to the DeSantis uh, family. And uh, I'm not saying something's going on with these four, but there definitely seems like there might be something going on with these two. I mean, I mean, uh, okay. All right, boys. Uh, okay, boys, we see it. All right. Message received, Team DeSantis. I'm not saying 
that there's something going on. I'm just saying that's weird. Okay? No big deal. I've never seen him stand this close to any human being, including his wife. Okay? That's all I'm saying. I've never seen him and his wife even stand that close together, and yet... So, okay. Does anybody like to play tummy sticks? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not speculating that'd be unprofessional, and I don't want to be that. I'm a professional. This is a professional show, and we do professional things. I think it's like 200 plus pages, 200 plus, 200 plus. 200 plus, 200 plus, 200 plus. I think it's like. <laughs> 200 plus, 200 plus, 200 plus. 200 plus, 200 plus, 200 plus. Never back down, Incorporated is responsible for the so... content of this advertising. Okay, so that's kind of. What? I'm sure this is not, there's nothing to see here. All right. There's plenty of, uh, let's see this picture. Let's see what's going on in this picture. Cause this is just a couple of days ago. You know, maybe, maybe these are, this old, right? Yeah. No, Laura already connected this shit. There they are. Boy, the lovely couple. Where's her hand? Is it around his waist? Are their arms around each other? He doesn't even stand with Casey like this. He doesn't even stand with his own wife like this. This is the happiest I've seen him in a long time. Eh, it's kind of weird. You know what, though? I'm sure that evangelicals in Iowa are going to love this. I'm sure evangelicals in Iowa are totally, totally fine with this. I mean, I'm, this is just a, this is nothing wrong. It's just a nice picture. It's a nice picture. It's innocent. You guys are projecting. Even though he stands side by side next to his wife like a goon, and doesn't stand any kind of particular special way with her. And then, you know, can't wait to see his mega donor show. I don't, I don't know. I don't know shit. What do I know? I don't know anything. Laura Loomer's the expert. She did a little research and found some stuff that we thought was a little bit strange. That's all. Just strange. It's just a little strange. Yeah, you can't. I, what do you do? I don't know. Speaking of strange, this is weird. My wife's going to be so mad at me for this next story. Because I know she didn't see it, and I was hoping, like, because if she saw it, she would have brought it up, right? If my wife saw this, she'd go, we need to talk about this. I'm very upset, right? But she didn't bring it up, which means she didn't see it, which means I have to bring it up, and that's awkward. I'm not grabbing it yet. I have one last picture. I, I may come back to this other picture. I got to talk about this in a second. All right, so... uh <clears throat> 38-year-old Florida manatee dies after high-intensity sex with his brother. Or with brother. Might have been a chick. So, what? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with nature? All right, just stop it. See what this shit they're doing is? It's not just turning the freaking frogs gay. Now it's doing shit to the, the manatees, okay? That's not right. It's not right. Okay, 38 years young, manatee, high-intensity sexers with his brother. Very sad stuff. Awful. Awful. This is why you don't, this is why you can't trust what they're putting in the water. 
turns the freaking frogs gay and the manatees into, you know, inbreds. It turns, anyway. Yeah. And yes, confirmed Phantom Shadow. Yes, this is, uh, this manatee's name was Elon Omar. It's true, unfortunately. Yes, this was, they named it after the congresswoman from Minnesota, Elon Omar Manatee. <laughs> what? This is a serious program. This is like, we're doing hard-hitting news right now. All right, maybe not. But we will do some hard-hitting news at some point because Team Meatball is down bad. <sighs> How you guys doing? You good? You guys doing good? I hope you're doing well. It's been a wild, wild week. What a fun week um, for MAGA, for President Trump, for all of us. I know that he, he's he got a lot of flack he takes, and he's kind of, you know, but man, he's in, he's energized, and he should be. There's a, Every poll that comes out now just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I mean, let's talk about this Ohio primary poll. My God, dude, President Trump. This is a freight train if I ever saw one. 64%. You shitting me? He's got DeSantis in the single digits. DeSantis is down bad. Single fucking digits. This is like, dude, you're circling the drain, brother. I don't even know if the, his campaigns realistically come to terms with this. This is circling the fucking drain. Hold on, I had another meme that went with this, and I don't see it in my, my repertoire. Repertoire. I got to grab it real quick. I got a meme for this. DeSantis really down to single digits, bro? That shit's like, what a kick in the balls. What a kick in the balls. Hold on, where you at? Oh, facing cash crunch, skirting rules, DeSantis appears as special guest at his own campaign events. Oh, my God. No. Oh, that's what they're calling him now? A special guest at his own campaign event? That is horrendous. What an absolute goofball. They're referring to him as a special guest at his own shit. Where do you find these headlines, Mike? Jesus. Big Republican donors say goodbye to DeSantis, set their sights on Glenn Youngkin for 2024 presidential. Oh, Jesus. These headlines are absolutely awful. This is horrendous. It's like one bad fucking clip after another. 9% after $100 million, $200 million fucking spent? Number nine, 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 number nine. Mike, you're so mean. Are you kidding me, Mike? 
Speaking of Ohio, this is, uh, hold on, I got to grab another. I have another one for you guys. I thought you'd like this other poll. I got more polls for President Trump. These are just, he's doing so fucking good right now. So good. Here we go. Let's talk about that. Look at this dude. Donnie J up 10 on Biden in Ohio right now. Up 10. I mean, this is just brutal. DeSantis beats Biden by two, but Trump's got him by 10. That is a, that's an ass kicking all over the board. What an ass kicking all over the board. And then, as if that weren't enough, 538 put out their average among all polling. And 538, obviously, we know better than to be like, oh, nobody is the perfect pollster. That doesn't exist. So you do your best to aggregate and grab and, and count, but. 538 average. Trump has the largest advantage over DeSantis ever. Ever. Now, this is an ass-kicking fucking pretty much du jour. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Team DeSantis and their surrogates are completely defiant. And maybe, maybe never back down means never dealing with reality because... That appears to be what happened last night when never back down president and super PAC uh, leader Ken Coochie Smelly sat down for an interview with Matt Gates, and it did not go well at all. It was awkward. It was embarrassing. It was uh, total and complete destruction as far as I could tell. This is a bad interview. If you ever do an interview, don't do it like this one. Ken, the DeSantis campaign has tons of super PAC money, but they've laid off staff, they're descending in polling. What do you think has gone wrong? So I don't think anything's going wrong. 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 I so early in a campaign, a shakeup predicated around changing to an insurgency campaign. Enjoy it, Ken. Does, does, does Rhonda San let me ask you this. Does Rhonda Santis enjoy campaigning? Because like I've had your job as DeSantis's principal surrogate in 2018 when he was running for governor. And I'm telling you, we traveled all over Florida together and I saw then he was having a good time. Right now, it, it just does not look like Ron DeSantis and the people around him are like having fun. Well, I am, so uh, I'm not on the campaign, but but uh, that, you know that's all we can do. And and frankly, I appreciate the perseverance and the hard work combined with his unmatched record as a chief executive by anybody in decades, whether president or governor. He, he accomplished more of more depth across more issues that matter to conservatives than any president or governor, uh, frankly, that I ever remember in my lifetime. So there's an awful yeah, lot and, to talk to. Pardon? Yeah, no, he's been running on that. Matter of fact, the report that talked about him running an insurgent campaign said he was going to focus less on his Florida record, more on national issues. You know what's happening right now? Do you guys know what is happening right now? I'll tell you. Because I've run, you know, dude, I ran for Congress one time. Okay? And it's not going to be really ultra comparable, but I'll tell you what's going on right now. There's money fucking just flooding away from this campaign. Okay? The money is going faster than they can do anything. They can't raise it. So what's happening right now is people like Ken Cuccinelli, 
and other staffers, either for Never Back Down or for DeSantis himself, are spending like madmen and women because they're trying to figure out how to keep that payday going before it's all gone. Like, if you're a vendor, because this is how it works. If you're a vendor, a lot of vendors go, they'll do the invoices for you, and they'll take, like, a, a deposit. They'll go, oh, that's fine. Just pay for the rest of the ad spend later. Those vendors are calling Team DeSantis, and they're calling Never Back Down going, I need the other half of my money now. This is what no one's telling you. The reason they all look stressed out is because when your ship starts taking on water, everybody knows what happens. Once a super pack runs bone dry and you essentially disband it and you're done with it, whoever didn't get a chair when the music stops doesn't get paid. A lot of people don't understand how this works because all it is is an LLC and all they do is go, fine, fuck it, sue us. I don't give a shit. We'll throw it into a chapter 11. I don't give a fuck. Like, we'll bankrupt the LLC. Or worse, they'll just essentially just go, okay, we'll settle with you. So you, you wanted $3 million uh, for that ad spend to commercials. We gave you a half a million up front and told you we'd give you the rest down the road. Well, all the money's gone, so we got 100000 Take it or leave it. This is how it actually works. Everybody, and I'm talking at every level, people... Hey, you, you owe us for that last private jet travel. Hey, for that bus, we need that payment. Hey, for those signs, I print, all that print work we did for your company. Hey, we need that money now. Phone calls are coming in right now because the, the rumor, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately, once rumors like this start, you're kind of screwed. Once the rumor starts that you're running low on funds, everybody starts going, you better call and get that money. This is why I was telling you, the rats on that ship, once a couple of them start jumping going, fuck this, I'm going to sell my story, I got to get paid. They're taking on water faster than little fucking meatball can, can uh, you know, scoop it. He can't get the water out. He's just like, <laughs> it's like, nah, you're, you're in real trouble now. And, and the thing that you know they're in, in trouble because every time a, a DeSantis surrogate goes onto a program now, and this is where you're screwed. When you go onto a program, whether it's Matt Gates or it's Fox News, if you're asked about when your candidate is dropping out or whether or not your candidate has any money left, if that's a question that's asked to you in the first part of the, the uh, interview, you're dead. You're done because that's literally the media's way of signaling to the public that you are a dying entity. So you, we know you guys are struggling. You know, how do you overcome that? What's going on? What do you do to beat this? This is a real problem. And then here's the thing. The surrogates are only as good as the candidate. So when the candidate is strong, the surrogate can go out, boast and puff out the chest and speak exactly about what they're going to do with confidence. Bah, bah, bah. And an example would be like if you listen to, well, President Trump, for example, I am not an official surrogate of any kind, but I obviously am somebody that talks about and represents President Trump as best I can on my own personal broadcasts. So when he does something like this. Don't go after the people who cheated in the election. They only go after the people who report on or question the cheating. This will go down as the biggest disgrace in American history, even bigger than the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. 
If you don't have honest elections and strong borders, you don't have a country. And right now, we don't have a country. There you go. So when he does a hit piece like that, I come on after and go, fucking A, he's right. It's very easy, okay, as a surrogate. You know, he's absolutely right. You don't got borders. You don't got laws. You don't got voting. You don't got a country. Bam, 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 bam. That's why Donald Trump is like the greatest setup man ever. He's like the fucking Magic Johnson of setting up, you know, scoring points. He's just dishing. He's like, doop, 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 doop. And then we come out and go, yeah, I agree with him, right? Now imagine you're a surrogate and you have to go on today and you have to defend this answer from Rod DeSantis to Megyn Kelly about President Trump. Would you commit to pardoning him on any federal charges against him? Well, what I've said is very simple. Uh, I'm going to do what's right for the country. I don't think it would be good for the country to have an almost 80-year-old former president go to prison. Um, so that's a yes. It doesn't seem like it would be a good thing. And I look at, like, you know, Ford, uh, pardon Nixon, took, took some heat for it. But at the end of the day, it's like, do we want to move forward as a country or do we want to be mired in these past controversies? Didn't give a yes. Didn't give a no. Didn't defend his innocence. Didn't even defend his innocence. This is where a guy is essentially like, we don't want to lock up old people. He doesn't say, you know what, Donald Trump's an innocent man, so absolutely I, I would pardon him because it would be egregious if he's convicted. Doesn't say that. Doesn't say, no, I wouldn't pardon him because he doesn't have the stones to go either direction. And instead is like, well, it's been done before. This is a shit candidate who has no political instincts. He's fucking weird. He's been carried his entire career, first by his wife, who got his ass elected for Congress, doing God knows what, and then carried all over the fucking place by Donald Trump and MAGA. He's been carried by you. Only reason this fucking loser exists is because Donald Trump tapped him on the shoulder and said, fine, I'll help you. And all of those Trump voters went, I'm not even going to dig into this guy. Trump says he's good. I'm rolling with DeSantis. Whoops. He's an asshole. He's an asshole who's actually not very bright. They'll tell you he's bright. And he might be smart in the classic fucking Harvard law school smart. But I got news for you. You knowing the law doesn't make you smart. You can still be a dumb fuck. And that's what this guy is. He doesn't know how to make decisions. He's slow. He doesn't make fast decisions. And when he does finally pull the trigger, they're incorrect. His instincts are dog shit. He doesn't have the actual coachability and, and the reverence for his staff. So he can't even take on legitimate quality feedback. This is a bad leader all the way around. The fact that he hasn't figured out how to course correct after seven months tells you he's no better than Biden. I mean, he might be fucking 40 years younger, but it's essentially the same challenge. I don't know how to make uh, decisions. I don't know how to like solve shit. And I don't know how to listen to smart people around me. He's toast. And yeah, he looks tired. Why does he look tired? Why does he look tired? He looks tired because he's getting constantly inundated with stuff about the man, the myth, 
the legend, a man that makes politics look easy, a man who doesn't have to lie, cheat, or steal to get votes. Donald J. Trump. Trumpism, or as some people call it, America first, is very, very simple. Low taxes and regulation. The most powerful military tariffs and taxes on other countries who have taken advantage of the United States and which will make the USA rich and debt-free again in very quick order. And if countries want to take from the United States, they must pay for the privilege of taking. Protection of our undersea Second Amendment, great health care, low energy prices through energy independence and even dominance, parental power on school boards, life, strong borders, and so much more. We will make America great again. Thank you. Easy. You see that? Do you know how hard it would be if he didn't have a great platform or wasn't a great person? It's easy. Go, I love all these ideas. These are great ideas. I like your ideas. I appreciate you want to do something for me, the American. I like that you're talking about basically punishing other countries for taking advantage of us. That you, you're talking about being wealthy. <coughs> so this is one of the things they don't want you to do, and Donald Trump does. He's not afraid. They don't even want you, the average American, imagining that you are the type of person who's capable of becoming rich. Do you understand how many decades they've worked to demoralize you and to get you to accept mediocrity and middle-class lifestyle? To accept servitude, essentially? Like, it's taken 50 years of chipping away at your collective psyche via your family, your grandparents, until you finally were like, I would be happy with just enough. That shit was not how you were born. That shit was ingrained and embedded into you from somebody who needed you to accept less and less and to do more and more. The only person talking about you, the average American, becoming independent, wealthy, successful and free is Donald J. Trump. No one else would even mention this. They don't even want you to think it's possible for you. They'd say, it's not for you. It's not for you. That's what they say. They go, nah. That's why they've, they've also tried to demonize wealthy people. They want you to hate people who have more than you. They don't want you to ask the question that actually should be asked. What's the question you should ask if somebody has a lot more abundance than you? And, and you obviously would want more. You're like, this guy, your neighbor, your neighbor moves in and for some fucking reason, he immediately remodels the house. He's got a couple of Ferraris in the driveway. He's got another Lamborghini for his wife in the fucking garage. He's got all this great furniture being moved in. He's got a smoke show of a wife. And you look at this guy and he doesn't seem like he works a lot, but he's young and he's got a lot of nice shit. What's your question? Your question shouldn't be, you're a fucking asshole. Or how, it's what do you do for a living? How did you accomplish this? And could you show me so that I might be able to do something even similar, like even a fraction of? The only thing you need to be asking people is how, how did you accomplish it? I would like to learn. You got to have humility. Humility. How did you do this? How did you accomplish so much? Wow, you're really successful. You have beautiful cars. What do you do for a living? Oh, you do investments. Man, I... I could definitely use some help because obviously I don't have those. There's not even any shame in that. There's no shame in asking somebody who's been successful, hey, do you have anything, just a, what, what one piece of advice could you give me? 
Nobody wants you striving for more. And sure as shit, and they, they want you going for more, but they want you going like this. I'd like to go from this truck to a little bit newer of a truck. This is an acceptable amount of dreaming from the deep state. I'd like to go from a 2015 to a 2018 because it's got the new infotainment center. I'd like to go from here to here. That's fine because here to here is they're still safe from you. You can't get politically active, travel to rallies, stand out in front of businesses, stand out in front of Congress. Here to here is just, here you go. Oh, there you go. Sprinkle, sprinkle, losers. And you're like, thank you, sir. May I have another? Donald Trump's like, what if we took you from this to this? And then we teach your family how you did it. And your family teaches your kids how to do that. And then your kids teach their kids how to do it. And then we all go get money together. They don't want that at all. They don't want you guys speaking prosperity. I told you when Donald Trump left office, the number one thing that they fucking resented about him is that he made all of you a shitload of money. And all of you that had a lot of money in the stock market, you had massive 401ks, your company was Zooming, you're like, dude, I got more contracts and work that I know what to do with. They resented the shit out of him for that because that is real. That isn't a psyop. That's a tangible effect. All of a sudden, your wife has a nicer vehicle. You live in a nicer neighborhood. Or maybe you own a home for the first time. Or maybe your kids are able to finally afford to do ballet like mine did. I couldn't do that shit before Trump. All of a sudden, had a daughter that did ballet for four years. That's all Donald Trump. That's tangible. That's not a political talking point. That's a real-life experience. And they, res they resented the shit out of him for that. Because I got news for you. The more money the American public had in their pockets, the less money these corporate cocksuckers had in, had in theirs. All of a sudden, they weren't able to get money as easily. They weren't able to just essentially rig the system and get a new yacht every year. Now they were having to actually work for what they wanted. And they, they are out for blood when it comes to you. They f have tried for three years since Donald Trump left office to bleed you dry back to where you were before Trump. They resented all of it. Do you know how mad they still are at him about the 1% and 2% mortgage rates? No way, because they know. They look, they know they can track this stuff. They go, these MAGA people aren't getting foreclosed on because it's really, really, really hard to foreclose on somebody with a one and a half or two and a half percent interest rate. And they know it. They know it. They're like, fuck. Because if the worst thing that possibly could happen is you had to move out of your house, you could rent it. And they know that. They know. They're like, we're got to shake them out of this. You're driving around with your 0% seven-year loan on your brand new fucking Escalade you got in 2020 before Trump left. You got your new Escalade. You're like, I'm good till he gets back. 0%, seven years, fuck off. You got your 1.5%, 2.5% mortgage on your home. I'm good. I ain't doing shit until Trump comes back. They're mad as fuck about this. And that's why they keep trying to crater the economy. They're trying to claw back that money from you that Donald Trump put in your pocket. That wasn't supposed to go to you. You weren't supposed to get that money. <clears throat> and this is what they've been tirelessly working towards. So what do they do? They're like, well, fuck you. Your groceries are now double. Your gas is now triple. Fuck you. We're going to figure out a way. Oh, you can't. Now you don't even have insurance in Florida. Fuck you. 
You're going to give back that money one way or the other. We're going to claw it back from you. This is the ultimate fucking Ponzi scheme. You weren't supposed to get paid out. Trump paid you out. And he did it through America first economic policies. And they know that. But now they're going to try to claw it back. You know, let's burn some houses down in California. Let's not pay out the insurance on, on hurricane ravaged homes in Florida. Let's uh, go ahead and jack gas prices and food prices to the moon. Energy prices all around for heating and cooling the home. They're, they're, that's what they're working on. This is why when you go to Europe now, they're like, hey, we're charging you to go travel. Oh, you got to pay to get in. It's insane. I told you, remember the years ago, I tried to tell you guys, they go, they're going to pick you up by your feet and shake out all of that extra fucking coin Trump put in your pocket. Is the wife home? Do we know if Randy's home? You never know with her. She is home. Aw. Yay. There she is. Come in here, pretty. How are you? What are you doing? You were wearing your thing earlier. But you didn't go to the gym. What are you busy with? What are you cleaning? Why are you cleaning? But you didn't. It's the middle of a Friday. Why are you cleaning on a Friday? You save that for the weekend. It's not the weekend. Randy says she's cleaning. You know, I'm going to shake you down right here in front of the whole God and country. Because you're you're obviously upset. I'm obviously upset. You're upset. You only clean like this when you're upset. What are you upset about? I'm not upset. All right. So here's what happened. Nope. We're gonna use this as a teachable moment. Oh my god. Earlier today, you want a mic? I'll give you a mic if you want one. I'll give you a mic. You don't want a mic, honey? No, I was in the middle of doing my fish tank. Okay. I have a really cute fish. She's in the middle of cleaning her fish fish tank. All right. I'm going to teach you guys something right now. I'm going to use myself as an example. So I've been under a lot of stress lately, and the economy is hitting everybody, including me, right? And my cost of living is going up. They keep raising my mortgage, uh, the insurance, the taxes where I live, um, and it's absurd. So earlier, earlier, I was scrambling around, and I was rushing, and I was trying to get ready to do the show, and Randy asked me a question real quick before she left that I answered incorrectly, and it's not for the reason she might think. She's like, can I get my nails done? Now, mind you, I just forked out thousands of dollars for my car insurance for all of us in the house. I pay my insurance in six-month blocks, so the benefit is I don't pay monthly, and I save the money, and then I get a 15% discount by doing a chunk payment. So for those of you guys that have done this, you know how it is, right? My, my homeowner's insurance, by the way, went up $200 a month, um, like four months ago, right? So all of a sudden my mortgage plus an extra 200. So here's what happened. So earlier she's like, can I go get my nails done? Not realizing I had just forked out thousands of dollars for about, it ended up being actually seven and a half months of premium. So it was like a shitload. It was a big, it was a big chunk of money, right? So I'm like, no, no, you can't get your nails done right now. Now, mind you, her nails, what does it cost to get your nails done, hun? hundred bucks, right? So it's like a hundred bucks. It's not a big, giant expense, but my mindset was not in a prosperous place. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, let, let, let daddy just pay for your nails, right? I was like, no, dude, I just paid this huge fucking bill, and then I got the, our mortgages due on Tuesday, right? I got, like, fucking a huge sum of money coming out in, like, four days window. 
but that's not her problem. And a hundred bucks isn't going to make or break our life, right? But you fall back into old patterns and, you know, hundred bucks is a lot of money, but really not in when you're thinking in the big scope of things. So with that being said, Randy, I should have just given you the hundred dollars because it wouldn't have been, it's not going to make or break us. It's not something you do every single week. Nah, but it's a teachable moment because I also don't want to put out a mindset of being like of lacking. And I'm trying to teach the audience the same exact thing. Sometimes you look, you never get used to paying huge sums of money. And so when you when you do that, you're like, ah, you know, you want to back off. But it's the wrong answer. The true the real answer is, okay, I'm a businessman and I'm somebody of value and of service. I could make one hundred dollars back fairly easily. And so I'm trying to teach the audience, like, not to be necessarily uh, reckless with their spending, but you need to keep an abundant mindset. And, like, one of the things I found myself doing is, like, if my objective and my goal is to become financially free and to be worth millions and millions of dollars, and I'm being straight with you guys. I don't want to make a million dollars. I want to make fucking shit tons of money. And it's not for the reasons you might think. It's not because I like to look at my bank account. Um, and, and go, oh, look at all that money. The reality is, is when you have a fuck ton of money, you have a fuck ton of freedom. You can help all kinds of people. You can donate. You can do neat shit. You can travel to see people and surprise them. You can, you could pay for other people's travel to come see you or go, go places. That's what really money is about, right? And it's energy. And what I've realized is if you want to make thousands of dollars, worry about thousands of dollars. But if you want to make millions of dollars, you better have bigger fucking problems, which means you can't, you know, your asshole can't get tight over a hundred bucks. Do you guys understand? Yeah, but it's okay to be practical. Somebody said a hundred dollars for nails. Is that normal? Yeah. That's with tip and everything. She does. She does her nails maybe once a month. This is not like some weekly occurrence. Yeah. That's why they're more expensive yeah. But the whole point I'm trying to make to you guys is like, you have to go beyond what's comfortable. So if a certain thing is comfortable, and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're aspiring to greater, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You understand? You have to. You have to, literally, you have to sign up for bigger problems. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to figure out how to overcome shit that I've never overcome before. And for me... That's just how I operate. So, Randy, I want you to get your nails done. Yeah, I, I wish. Here's where you fucked up. I'm going to be straight with you. I gave you a bad answer, but you put me in a shit position, and you knew I was busy. And, you know, it was just a bad. It was. No, 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 no. Not to be fair. You knew I was scrambling about to go on the show. It was a bad time to ask me that. You know that. Your timing sucks. I might have given you a wrong answer, but your timing is atrocious. So, we will agree in the future. You will ask me not three minutes before I go on the broadcast? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. So that's, that's what we're going to do from now on because I don't want her disappointed, but I also need, you know, there's also accountability here, which is you didn't put, you put me in a shit spot. I didn't mean to do that. I know, but you're a fucking child when it comes to things you want. <laughs> so you're like, well, I want it now. And I'm like, no, I'll talk to you about it this later. No, I want it now. And then she fucking leaves. And I'm like, the fuck? You shit me? Yeah, well, next time, give me an opportunity to think about it and be like, yes, instead of just having to react. Cool. All right, I love you. Okay, go. Finish cleaning your tank and then go do your nails. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you. 
Who does my nails? I do my own. I have great nails. Thank you, you for have noticing. Really nice hands. There you go. Did you show Wendy your nice hands? Yeah. She probably saw them. <laughs> no, I was on a uh, that was a phone interview. That why why is my wife giving me crap like the interview I did like the lady li like wanted me or something? Screenshots. Screenshots of her reactions to you. Oh, Jesus. You have a great voice, and you sound very smart. <laughs> <laughs> this, is so, this is too much. You know who else wants... Like, Let's talk right? about people with real sexual energy towards one another. Oh, God. All right? Let's talk about sexual energy and familiarity, by the way. Oh, my God. I'm waiting. <laughs> Not for this part. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I love you, honey. Love you. Take your dog. Yeah, you're welcome. There you go. Hey, Rihanna. Yeah. Are you are you not going to listen to the show right now, right? Why, why wouldn't I? Oh, you are? Okay. I didn't yeah, know if no, you were. I have been. I'm just not in the chat because I was doing my fish tank. Okay, I'll let you go. I'm listening. All right. No, I just was wondering. Why? Nothing. I just was wondering if you're going to keep listening to the show or if you're going to, because I didn't know if you're going to be in the chat. All right. So let's talk about this photo, which is super horrible. Um, that's Casey with with uh, Rich Walzer and Brooke Walzer. These are the people that Laura Loomer said are mega donors. Eh, got a little interesting uh, situation there. So I wonder if the men are picking up on something. I wonder if the men pick up on Women might pick up on it too. Do you guys ever do this? I do this to my wife all the time. I don't mind telling her. She knows. This is going to be bad. I, I'll probably get smacked by the girls in here, but I don't care. Do you, want, do you guys want to know? This be, you guys want to talk a little relationship stuff or no? It's up to you. If you guys want to stay on politics, we'll talk politics. I thought I'd give you a little... The men in here, the, the, the alpha men in here will know what I'm talking about. The married alphas will go, that motherfucker, don't say it. Don't tell, don't tell him, Dilly. I, don't, I just don't want to bore you guys. I mean, we've covered a lot of politics today. I still got a dank meme from Hogman I told him I'd play. All right, so here's one of the things you got to do with your wife, especially those men in here who have like a dime, dime piece wife. And women, here's the thing is women do this to men also. And, and so you can't even get mad at me for what I'm about to tell you. All right, you can't even get mad at me for what I'm about to tell you, ladies, because you fucking do this all day long. Sometimes it's good. You just go, no, to shit that like is an automatic yes normally. You go, no. So, <laughs> here's why. You don't want to be too easy. You understand? You don't want to be too easy because then it starts, it stops being special, right? And, and also, women like a little, they like a little like, you know what, honey, I thought about it, and I'm going to, I'm just telling you, you do this, you poke them a little bit, right? You just kind of like go, no, no, I'm not doing that. And then they're like, what? And they get all worked up, and then they're like, you're like, no. And you're like, okay. You just let it fucking simmer a little bit. Because they like it when, 
if you're a strong guy and you do these, like, you just do a little shit with your wife, you just kind of go, no, no, I'm not doing that. And then you, like, when you, when you come back around, you look like a big sweetie pie. Trev's, Trev's like, threatening to pull my, they know. Because you go, no, no, we're not doing that. I'm not doing it this way. And they go, what? What do you mean? And you're like, nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't do it. You know, it's just, it's not in the budget. <laughs> we're not doing that. Because then, because listen, the automatic yes is one thing, but the surprise yes, the surprise yes gets you all like, oh my God, really? Because you'll never get an, oh my God, really? If you say yes all the time. So you just kind of go, nah, nah, I don't think so. No. Yeah, it's fu fuck, no, 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 we're not fucking doing that. We're not fucking doing that. What do you mean? I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. I don't have the fucking time. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. We don't have the money. I'm not doing that right now. It's just like, what? You take up a position you actually don't give a shit about. Now, women will get all, like, sassy in my fucking chat, and you're going to pretend you don't do the same thing? You've never said no to sexy time? Knowing full damn well you're going to give it up, but you want him to want it more? Yeah, give me a fucking break. Women, you are the ultra manipulative, so you don't get to sit there and be like, oh, my heavens, Dilly, you, you fucking asshole. Give me a fucking break. Every woman in here does this shit every fucking day, all the time. It's like, hey, I thought we might maybe have a little sexy time. No, I don't. I'm bloated. I'm gassy. That's not happening. It's too fucking late. Knowing damn well, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get it in. These fucking broads are in here lying right now. Uh, knowing damn well, you're like, no. Eh, no, no, I'm not, I, I don't feel well. My stomach's hurting. Like, shut the fuck up. You already knew. You're just planning it. You just want to see how bad he wants it. Yeah, I see you. So anyway, don't fucking give me shit because I play the same games back. I'm like, I'm like ah, no, nah, I don't think so. Ah, nah, I don't think so. Not on the budget. So... One time I gave Randy a gift, and someday we'll talk about it. It's not really appropriate, but there, there was one time I gave her a gift. It was really a big gift, um, and uh, her reaction was so aggressive. It was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. She was, <laughs> it was like some combination of like angry and then happy, but she was like angry because she was like, what the fuck is this? She reacted like a dude. It was so fucking funny. I actually got video of it. Someday I'll show you guys. Someday I'll show you guys because I saved and I saved and I came up with a strategy and I kind of figured out how I could afford a little gift for her. And it was something she totally, one, never asked for, two, in a million years, never would have dreamed of getting. And I kind of surprised her, but it was funny because she was like so fucking hostile and aggressive. And I had, play, I had been fucking playing these games with her for an entire week and a half leading up to it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and it makes it a million times funnier. And then what I didn't expect was her reaction because she was so aggressive. Like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? You know, and I'm like, eh. And she was like, did you get this? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and I'm like, it's not mine. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's yours. She's like, what? I'm like, it's yours. She's like, what? She lost her fucking mind. Lost her mind. Nicest gift I've ever given anybody. And uh, it blew her mind. But it was really, it was sweet. And uh, at some point, we'll talk about it. It's not, not really something I want to talk about today's show. But, <coughs> um, but the whole point is, eh, sometimes I just fucking be like, no. Just go, no. No, I'm not doing that. You know? I'm not doing that. And then, you know, because as a man, sometimes you just want to be like, 
You're, sometimes, too, you're working out how to make it happen for her, depending on what it is. You go, no, fuck no. And then you, got, you need like an hour to be like, how, if I wanted to do it, how could I make it happen? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're like, if I wanted to make this happen for her, how would I go about it if I was? You know? And you need a little time. Yeah, you need a little time. You, got, you have to like let your mind kind of work out like, okay, if, if I really wanted to do this, how would I kind of assemble the pieces? And it takes, it takes time. You have to come, you know. Yeah, you got to come up with it. You like figure it out. How do you, how do, you do that? Anyway, just don't be, you, you want to be easy from some perspectives. In other ways, you don't want to be too easy. Especially, I got a younger wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, she's not the same age as me. You know, she's younger. I got to make sure she's like, you know, she's a dime piece. I'm like, hey, now, fucking, I'll let you know. I'll tell you when the thing, and it's just, it's just a little game. It's fun. She'll say she doesn't like it, but she loves it. It's true. She does. She doesn't care. But uh, it's better. Now, the gift doesn't matter. You guys keep asking. You're focused on the wrong part of the story. That doesn't matter. It's something that's for, it's between my, me and my wife. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't make sense to most of you anyway. But the whole point is, it's just, the point of the story is like, you want to kind of always be that way. And I don't, I give good, good gifts to my wife. Um, the best gifts I've ever given her were never for her birthday or for Christmas. They're just completely random. That's kind of my game. Like, I'm like, no, nope, I'll just do it when you're behaving yourself and you're having a good time and you're happy and I'm happy. And then that's where I'm like, you know, you surprise her. So, yeah, it's kind of how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this is what I do. But uh, I still stand by what I was saying to you guys because the reason I said no to her earlier was it was the financial one, man. I just paid all this, these bills. You know, I, got, I paid a bunch of bills. I mean, it's intimidating. Like, my life has taken on. A, it's very intimidating. I'm not going to lie to you. Because you got stuff that's unavoidable now. I got expenses that are unavoidable. They must be paid. It's part of growing what I'm doing. Unexp you know, I've got travel expenses that I didn't have before. I've got all kinds of shit that I'm doing now. And it's intimidating, especially because, you know, when you're, you're accustomed to being somebody that's like, you know, I've got a little extra money and I'll do this thing. And then you become like, okay, some of what you pay for is not luxury stuff. So a lot of what you end up paying for are necessities. You're like, I have to have that in order to do this next thing or get to the next level. But you have to swallow and be like, do I believe in what I'm doing, my business model? Do I believe in the path I'm on? And am I, like, I view it as another, like, it's another opportunity to get creative to overcome something. It's how do you overcome, like, what's it going to take? You understand? I don't want anything to ever feel out of my reach. And I used to feel that way. And then you start winning and having goals. But what I realized was, like, it keeps you committed to the game, like, the, the game of life. It keeps you interested. And you go, why not me? Why can't I have that? Or why can't I have that giant portrait? Or why couldn't I have that, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're, Maybe some of you guys, I know a lot of you guys buy really expensive tools and shit. You know, like I know a lot of you guys, like, and it's not really about like showing off. You just appreciate well-manufactured stuff. A lot of the men in here who are extremely blue collar and like work with your hands, you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm sure some of the tools you buy are like five grand, six grand, and it does like one thing. But in your mind, you're like, dude, that's worth it. It'll never break. It'll never lose value. And it can turn all of this into something else, right? And it's one of those things where... I'm sure you have stuff that you're like, I can't, I don't even want to aspire to that because I don't know how I get it. 
But then there's other things you're like, I'm going to find a way. I want to find a way to do that. Right? Like, how do I make this make sense for my life? What can this do? Because there's this other element of life that no one measures. Because there's not, I don't think there's a way to measure it. And it's your swag. It's your posture. That's the energy, dude. You can't measure that. And the thing that's really challenging about energy is like, you can't even really quantify the value of it until you've got it a plan for when it goes out into the world. Does that make sense? So like sometimes that energy goes out and you're like, how do I put this? It can generate massive, massive uh, buildup of, of financial windfall and you just got to have a place to put it. And that's a, uh, that energy is, is important. I mean, think about like, okay, all, everybody on this show right now, like all of you guys are listening to the show, you know, we got whatever, we'll go through the numbers just for fun. We got 1750 over on Rumble right now. We've got 445 on DLive right now. We've got roughly, I think 400 on Clout Hub right now. We've got another... We've got another 300 on YouTube, and then I'm not looking at the Twitter, but Twitter usually is somewhere like, I don't know, it's really hard to actually track Twitter. So we'll assume we're somewhere around like 3,500, 3,500, 4,000 people at this exact second. Listen to me. So when you look at what you can do as a collective and you drive something, like when you look at what the meme team and the Dilly 300 did, there's about 30,000 people that engage this show in a given afternoon, right? About 30,000. And that doesn't include our Twitter followers and fans, which obviously gets much bigger. 30,000 people turned a meme into a, at this point, we don't even know. We, we're somewhere around 30 or 40 million views globally. And we, we've lost track of how many people are viewing and watching that. <coughs> Do you know how valuable 40 million fucking views is? Like, I know it sounds like just a number you throw it out there, but do you understand in the world of marketing and branding and publishing what 40 million fucking views is worth? And you did that. And you, you did that. You just go, and what did we do? For the last three years while we were all banned from social media, me and the meme team and the Dilly 300 sat with our little rock hammers and we're like, Andy Dufraining the shit out of this. Do you understand? You just, you're Andy Dufraining the shit out of it. You're like, ding, 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 ding. And they don't know. You're just like, don't worry. We'll still be here. The whole point is, you matter. I told you you mattered. The effect it's having on Donald Trump's campaign is incredible. We've effectively taken one of the most popular governors in U.S. history and put him in a toilet bowl. 
because he was essentially we outed him. He was a fraud. So my whole point is like, got to have that courage to dream because you never know how far up it's going to take you. And even in your own personal lives, like, why couldn't you? Why, why not you? Why not you? Why couldn't you be the one? Just, I know the meme team all felt that way when they got their hats. It was like, did I just get a signed hat from the most beloved president of our entire lives? Yes, you did. Does he watch your stuff every day? Yes, he does. Does he play it and put it on his, his uh, true social accounts? And does his team all privately thank me every fucking day for what you're putting out? Yes. I mean, that's, you're at that point now where they're like, we, we love you. You're beloved. Other Republicans and other establishment, more like traditional GOP people are like, we love you. Thank you. We adore what you're doing. And I think it's really, it's a special thing because it comes from a place of total and complete love. I have a, a nice little announcement. Do you guys want a little announcement? This might be fun. Is Miguel Fournier in the chat today? And, I mean, I know he was earlier, but is he here right now? I like to interrupt him while he's watering his fucking plants. California, you in here? I got it. This the the memers don't even know this yet. This will be fun. I don't even think I didn't even tell the memers yet. This will be a good one. Memers can hear it. This will be fun. We're gonna go to Q and A Friday next, and then I gotta scoot after that. I'll play a meme because I told Augman I would. It's like bring your fucking kids' drawings to work day. You gotta show hug. Look what he did. Look at my hog man. Okay, Mike says he just set his Zima aside. All right, so this will be fun. So here we go. So you know you got to bring in the, the graphic for it, right? Can't just be, it's got to be, you got to have a big deal, right? We got our breaking news. So, uh, Mike, August, is it August the 18th? August the 18th, I believe. So... So the August 21st, August 21st, August 22nd, August 23rd, August 24th, and August 25th, potentially, I think. I don't think, for sure the first four, maybe the fifth. That week, the week of August 21st, Miguel Afornia and his lovely bride will be staying here at Casa de Dilly. And he will be co-hosting with me all week of August 20th through 25th, 21st through 25th. So there you go. That Monday, he gets in on a Friday night late. We're going to hang out that weekend. And then that entire week, um, they're going to be here with us. And Mike will be co-hosting the Dilly Show with me. So you guys, and, you know, we're going to hang out and we're going to do the Dilly Show like we normally do. But obviously... We'll be working. He's going to be doing his broadcasts from uh, the house, from the studio. And then uh, I just thought you guys would get a kick out of it. I mean, we haven't got to do – this is not uh, American Late Night, but we're going to be discussing long-term plans. Uh, but he will be here, so I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. We're going to have a week of just the you know the five of us – or the uh, five days in a row, I rather, of us hanging out. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be working our butts off the whole week. We got a lot going on. I actually got an invite to something that I'm going to probably pass on. Mike and I could probably go, but I don't think I want to go. There were some other people associated with that. I was like, eh, I don't want to go. Um, got an invite to something, but I'm like, yeah. But, but uh, Mike will be here that whole week, 
and I uh, was very excited about it. So I think it'll be good times. Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed right now. Gotta work the phones every day. Hold on. No way. No way. I just got so- something that is so fucking funny. I, I just got something right now that is going to kill you guys. It's going to send you over the edge. You're not ready. You're not ready. Somebody just sent this to me. Holy fucking shit. I'm so glad I checked my phone. Miguel Forney, how did you not send this to me yet? It must not have been viral yet. Fuck. Are you guys ready to be some assholes? You guys are always signed up for being like total dicks, right? You guys. <laughs> Hold on, I'm putting it on the screen. This comes to us courtesy of, of a guy, his name's Henry Gonzalez. Did you guys see this yet? Did anybody see this Henry Gonzalez tweet yet? Rod DeSantis shopping for snacks at a Casey's. He bought a Quest bar. It's at a gas station, y'all. This is not going to be funny to anybody else but us, and I don't care. I don't give a shit if anyone else thinks this is funny other than Dilly 300 people. That is fucking hysterical, dude. Oh, my God. My insider from Florida sent that to me. <laughs> oh, Rod, you lion sack of shit. He didn't buy the He bought a Quest bar. The staff bought all the fucking... Uh, the tornadoes or whatever they call those things that you eat. The fucking growlers and the other, whatever those little fucking things are. Dude, this is him at a gas station like, yeah, pretending he's getting a Quest bar. Give me a fucking break, pal. We know what you eat, and it ain't Quest bars. Oh, this is so retarded. Bitch, show the burrito you got. Why are you lying? You made the staff do it. Someone else had to do it. You lying sack of shit. You bought a Quest bar. Who bought the rest of your snacks, dude? We know better. Who bought the rest of them? (laughs) I'm just weak right now. (laughs) I know. It's immature. It's fucking beneath us. All that stuff. I don't care. I don't care. That is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. He really wants the Bud Light. You can see it in the background. He's just like, God, who's going to get me a cold Bud? Oh, my dude. That is ridiculous. What an absolutely hysterical photo. All right. We got to do a Q&A Friday or I'm going to be out of time. That was not. God, can you believe that? There you go. There you guys go. Q&A Friday real quick. Knock this out. I told you I had to jump over to the Steak for Breakfast podcast after the show. And then he'll probably post that later this afternoon. So you guys can hear me on that interview. Okay. Let me go back in time. Love a good question. Why are athletes, actors, and musicians and their families so afraid to speak out about vax injuries? Because their agents are telling them not to. The end. Their agents and the owners are telling them not to. I'm contemplating unsubscribing from Subscribestar, not because you cuss too much, but you don't cuss enough. 
<laughs> Thanks, Dom, you dick. You better not. I'm just kidding. Appreciate you, bro. Um, Hello, Mr. Dilly. I've been a Raider fan since 1986. I was six years old. With the quarterback carousel going on with this team, I was pissed when they traded Derek Carr, but I get business is business. If Jimmy Glass can stay healthy, do you think the Raiders are a playoff contender? Also, who do you think will have a better season? Jimmy G with the Raiders or Derek Carr with the Saints? Bro, you got fleeced. I'm sorry. I'm way sorry for what I'm about to tell you. Jimmy Garoppolo is the most gun-shy, weak-armed puss you've ever watched play football. Here's the problem you're going to have. Derek Carr slings it, and it's going to drive you nuts because he throws interceptions. But he drives the football downfield. And when you drive the football downfield, people like Josh Jacobs can open up the running lane and break free. Derek Carr is going to absolutely, he's going to hang 4,800 yards on the fucking, uh, as a saint this year. He's going to have 4,800 yards and 30 touchdowns as a saint. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who is captain fucking intermediate route, the most obnoxious, he can throw one route. He can throw between the hashtags. Hash, hash, hashes, hash marks, hashtags, hash marks. Sorry, I've been on the internet too much. He can throw between the hash marks. Everything, so from tackle to tackle, Jimmy is deadly. He's got a quick release. He's bang, bang, bang. The problem is he doesn't throw downfield at all. So all of the safeties are going to start cheating up. Devontae Adams is going to be like, what the fuck is going on? He's going to face more press coverage than he has his entire career. And here's the biggest problem. He can't throw the ball. He can't throw a deep out. I'm telling you the God honest truth. He can't, it's not that he wants to, doesn't want to. His arm isn't strong enough to drive the ball on a deep out. It's intercepted every time. So when you can't throw a deep out, your offense gets super predictable. Everything becomes, okay, clog up the middle of the field. Jimmy will panic. As soon as you get him to roll either left or right, it's over. It's an interception or fumble waiting to happen. I'm so sorry you got him. He is an awful fit for what you guys do. And Josh Jacobs will play. That's posturing wheels. Don't worry. That's all bullshit. Jacobs is going to play, and Saquon Barkley is the reason. Saquon broke Jacobs' fucking leverage. Yeah. Josh Jacobs will play. He'll get signed. He'll do some weak-ass one-year deal, and then they'll cut him free. But I'm telling you right now, that's not even the issue. It won't matter. Jacobs ain't going to do shit anyway because they're going to stack the box against your offense and you can't, you won't have a way to make them pay. His arm's not strong enough. He can't drive the ball. And that's where, like, he's really, really good if you got incredible playmakers and an offense that's really hev- heavily centric about that. But that offense that, that you guys run is predicated on taking four to five deep shots every game. Dude, Jimmy G can't do it. He can't drive the ball. I, I think Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback, personally. I've, I've watched his whole career. I think they, there's things he does well and things he doesn't do well, but I think he's an underrated quarterback. I really do. I think you guys have... I, 
considering the career he's had at that absolutely dog shit organization, like no one else at the Raiders was going to do anything with him. Like the Raiders are a turnstile for fucking head coaches. The fact that Derek Carr even put together the career he has with that garbage organization is a miracle. Him going to the Saints? Watch. So there you go. There's my answer for your... Thank you for a football question. God bless you. You know how excited I am about this season. I love football. I love sports. I don't give a fuck. Uh, someone's asking me if you eat the first bite of a pickle and spit it out, or, or do you just start eating? What? No, you, you just eat your pickle, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about like if there's one of those little stubby stubs on it? I mean, you don't eat that thing. Do you think Trump is going to revisit talks of the platinum plan before the primary or after? After. There's a brother I know who hates Biden but isn't a fan of Trump, a normie, if you will. I was planning on talking about the plan the next time he mentions Trump, but I was just curious. <clears throat> If you want me to, like, guess, my guess is Team Trump's going to reach out to Ice Cube. They're going to re-discuss and, 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 like, essentially have a legitimate conversation about the Platinum Plan and its implementation. And at that point, I believe they will reintroduce it. It's a great idea. It's the solution. It's actually a real solution for minority communities that have been essentially... Uh, Democrat ghettos for a hundred years. Yes, he will. Um, let's see. Okay, that is not a question. What's the difference between no, you don't get to, no, you don't send in jokes. You don't get jokes right on the show. Sorry, that's not your deal. No, Karen. No, I'm not reading your jokes. Only Dirty Truth gets to send jokes. Can the uh, 300 get a Miguel California Greatest Meatballs hit comp compilation? I watched them on your show. <laughs> if you ask him really nice, he'll put together a, some kind of a compilation. That's funny. Uh, hey, Dilly, can you wish my baby girl Harmony a happy 17th birthday? Today is the day. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. They're giving her a really good cake. That's a cool cake. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to ruin the surprise if she sees this. Yep. Absolutely, Eddie. Happy birthday to daughter Harmony. 17th birthday. Happy birthday, honey. Enjoy it. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your life. Be safe. Be a good girl. Listen to your parents. Uh, Dilly, is there ever any way Donald Trump, the businessman, could take back the mainstream media? No. They're all quaint. That shit's almost over. Mainstream media is almost, it's almost, a, it's a bygone era. It's dying. It's a bad investment. Do you understand me? No one's taking it back. No one's saving the MSM. Do you understand me? That's why. That. Trump, it's not even, you don't even want him to buy those. Those are bad investments. It's bad investments. The next generation is internet-based. They have no interest in watching MSM. It's too slow. 
It's boring. It's quaint. Everybody who watches it is getting older and older. There's no investment there. Where we're going as a, as a people and as a society is a totally different place, and it will not be that delivery system because that's all it is. Remember, mainstream media is a delivery system. That's all it is. But delivery systems get outdated. I mean, delivery systems get outdated. When was the last time your mail arrived on a horse? It just, it's a delivery system. And, and people look and go, I don't need my mail delivered that way anymore. I want it a different way. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Nikki Freed is destroying DeSantis with this picture. She's not wrong, by the way. She's a Democrat. She caught... Oh, no, 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 Ron. That's a steep lift, bro. Normal boots don't... Is that a woman's boot? Dude, normal boots don't do this. DeSantis is legitimately fighting to get to 510. That's embarrassing. Getting dunked on by a Democrat? Shit. That's bad. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I got to get out of here. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. All right, you guys. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president. Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war fucking idiots is not is not something about the just oh the next re-election we want it all back we want our schools back we want our education we want our higher education back we want our banking back we want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back we want our music back we want our sports back we're fighting for all of it i won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of americanism back and actually representing america we're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>